This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know. Sarah Vinny Secret Show for Tuesday, November 16th, 2021. Before we get started, uh, it's Sarah, Vinny, Nick, and Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is running everything at the station today. We're training some people so that, you know, when Nikki needs a day off, we're not scrambling. A, a- Loke, you may remember from years ago. Years on the show. ago, yeah. Um, did we, I, I mean, I hate to like question anything, but. I wanted to just make sure we double, triple, quadruple checked that we're not going over the air right now. Yeah, we did that. I went over that with him, and he took pictures of how it should look like, so we're good. Yeah. That's my guy. As long as nothing that's turned on is in program except wide orbit. Boom! It's beyond that's, important, Alok. Beyond. That's the last thing he wrote down. Yeah. Everything out of program except for wide orbit. That's right. And right. I, I mean, I don't need to tell you. It's just, it's it, we would all be dead. That would be when right. someone died in radio. You'd watch our career die. We're just like that. Exactly anyway, right. Fuck it all. Ah! Take a chance. <laughs> so, um, hi. I wanted to get to a few more of these response emails from just, just almost like a catch-up thing because sometimes I think we get too far away from the emails and I got to reset the whole thing. Agreed. Like when people are weighing in on some bad advice that we've given. So I wanted to get to a couple of these and then I kind of clear them out of my inbox and I can just get to some new problems. Mm-hmm. So this one, uh, there's a couple things here about this particular one. This is about the lady who has never been able to finish during intercourse and has been lying about it for 11 years to her husband. All right. So, and she says, oh, I get off other ways too. And, you know, like alone with her vibrator, I assume. So she has been lying about this, but she's fine and she's satisfied with their sex. And she says, should I, should I say anything? Um, and we discussed that. And a couple, uh, someone is writing here. Uh, hey guys, a couple weeks behind, but catching up and heard the one from the lady. He has his hand up. Oh, no, yes, no, no, no. Read this. But, but I have a question about her saying it's fine go on it's fine it's fine you want to start with the question no you said it go ahead no all right yes the question i have is you know you it's fine to have sex and not finish yes occasionally yeah for me Mm -hmm. in my mind it's either that i you know there have been a couple occasions where the timing wasn't right and i had just jacked off and then the missus goes climbs in the shower with me and i'm like oh god how am I going to make this happen? Like This is going to take a while, honey. It's going to take longer than You do we... not know what you just bit off. <laughs> but I think it's more than you can chew. Like, I mean, You're not going to really like this. Had just. Like, I was in the shower cleaning up from having just. 
but anyway, that's not my point. My point is, is that if it's, I do see that, you know, occasionally the missus will say that too. Like, if this is you, you get done, let's get yeah. out of here. And we're, I like a quickie too. Yeah. But I don't love a quickie because I didn't get to finish. So I'm assuming that she's saying it's fine because she doesn't want to make a scene about the situation she's created. But, and here's the question. Is it fine to have sex and not come? Yes. Every single time, huh? No, no, not every single time. Okay. She's, she did say she gets off. She, I mean, I think he eats her pussy and she, I mean, can we, uh, can you see if you can find that original yeah. email? I'm pretty sure we were I thought it was oral as well. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she said she gets she, off on the, uh, the foreplay. Right. The oral, right. Mm-hmm. And if she's, if you know, but is it okay to not come? Yeah. But you should say this is, this one's for you. I don't think I'm going to, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to get there. But but it's not always like you couldn't I couldn't have sex and not come every time. That oh, is right. fine. Oh, good Lord. No, absolutely. No way, Jose. Right. Unless you knew like I'm sure and I, I hate to say it, but I'm sure that this is the case. Someone who has lied to their husband or their person about arriving and they fake it every time during this during missionary or whatever thing. And then later on, they get themselves. So here it is. To. Okay. She's the the comments is. Am I really gonna burn hell for faking it? Oh right, because hell, v. said, hell that. said that. Right. right. So so at the kind of the middle of it, she says, "Believe it or not, I'm I am satisfied. Uh, I have two real orgasms during foreplay, and I really enjoy sex because of the closeness and intimacy." So she doesn't say exactly how she okay. has the orgasms. She just says foreplay. But I will say too that it's. I really do think that it's different for girls. That it's. I mean, if I if we could still have good sex and and I might not have gotten there. Like it's it is about the intimacy and the closeness and and just physical contact. It's really nice. And uh so sometimes if you don't it's, you need to come every once in a while, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah I do. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you there. In fact, as a guy, I actually feel the same way in that that's how I sort of reconnect and and weirdly that's I know it's sex, so you're not supposed to associate that with love. But that, to me, is that reconnect time. And that's, I right. I feel like, oh, we're back to us again. And the farther more time passes, it's almost like here we're separating, separate, back together. Ah. It really is like that reconnect, even though a week or more can pass. It's just us. It, we're doing this thing that makes us both feel good. And we're together. And it's, right. and it's naked bodies. And... It's and messy in that and, shit. T- and in that time you're apart, I do feel there's a drift. I do. Mm. I hate to say it. I, I'm and I'm sure that I, I'm sure that's not a unique experience to you. I'm sure that that's what people. You know what I mean? I especially dudes. If if that's where they're getting, they're feeling like now I'm home. Now this is the connection. You know that's, it, that actually it sounds, may be sense. a dude thing. Might be. Yeah, because honestly, if we just talk for a while, I feel like you know. Or oh hold hands. And that's like, not cutting it. It's cutting it for me. You feel well, that way, Bryn? Like if I you need. go a couple weeks without and you've been not been hanging out and you start to, there's I sort of a I feel drift. like something's wrong. Yeah, I think that that's, it's certainly part of my relationship with, with my person is, is that sex part. And unless it's something medical, then I would be worrying about, I don't know, are we okay? Right. Is our relationship are okay? Are you not attracted to me anymore? Right. She, and I will say she also does do that whole this one's for you thing. Yeah. And I, I'm not really a big fan of that. 
Well, but the thing is, if you're if you need I'll, it, no, believe me, I'll do it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'll do it. But that's one of the hottest things to me is when they're getting theirs, right. and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh huh. That's like sometimes just when I say, oh yeah, just like that, I'm coming. I he, all of a sudden I can tell like it's right. happening for him too. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Back to the lady. Back to the lady. So this is somebody writing in about the lady who has been lying for 11 years about okay. having orgasms while in the middle of intercourse. A couple of weeks behind, catching up, I've heard the one from the lady who's never been able to finish from intercourse, lied to her husband and has to keep it up. My wife used to be able to finish every time from intercourse. Yes, I did double check before sending this. Because <laughs> he knows Sarah's going to go, yeah, sure she did. I'm st- Still feeling that way, but okay. Uh, But since we've had kids, she's not been able to. Whether it be the rearranging of everything or just the trauma of childbirth, that doesn't happen anymore. My suggestion is that if she's had kids, she could use that as the time where it changed. She can tie it into a little web of lies of we were getting our groove back and I was still getting off, just not from that. So I didn't want you to push for something that wasn't going to happen. Like These are all things she could say. I don't know what their kid's situation was. I don't really remember that Let being a part see. of the email. Um, but yes, as a transitional time, I'm sure there's many a wife who's said, I don't know why, but that's just not happening for me anymore. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's changed. There were Must changes. Be the trauma of childbirth. There were changes for us for sure. So I do think that's a common uh, occurrence. Our changes were she was hi- hypersensitive uh, to oral. And was like, I can't take it. Oh. And that went on for, I don't know, months after. Oh. And then it got back to normal. And she was like, oh, yeah, and I, I like that. Yeah, do that. More of that. Uh, yeah. So I would say that, that this is actually an excellent suggestion. If the lady wants to stop lying. I She does. It. I think she does. I think she, that's why she wrote. I think she'd like to be able to just come clean but i do think she's right in that it could hurt him oh yeah i mean the male ego i so, think our advice so was to say don't come clean i think we did say that uh-huh. yeah you said that right yeah. yeah well if you're coming anyway then why burst his bubble or just have it happen less often just like oh i don't think it's gonna happen and then have that happen more and more <laughs> yeah oh. i don't know it seems like it's just really harder for me to get there that way now now <laughs> not always now <laughs> Yikes. Anyway. No mention of kids in the original email here. Okay. Well, have a kid and then you'll have an excuse. Oh, there's a reason. <laughs> okay. Here's something about uh coming that way. Uh, Anally? You mean No, the way just through intercourse. <laughs> oh, through intercourse. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. But boy. What well, me? Uh, yeah, you. In relation to today's secret show about clitoral stimulation during penetrative sex, there is a great position that many may not know about called the coital alignment technique. All right. They also call it the CAT, C-A-T. The CAT technique. So askmen.com had a thing on it. I have it, so I'll read it to you, but it's, you know, we should maybe see some drawings on this (laughs) or something. Might be a little tricky to find the right angle and alignment at first, but it can be totally worth it. There's a ton of info about it on the internet, but there's a brief explanation from askmen.com. So here it is. For women that have trouble reaching orgasm through intercourse alone, the coital alignment technique known as the cat position can be the one. And what man doesn't want to be the one who gets her there? Yeah. 
to nail the OG cat position, start off in missionary, and after penetration, slide your pelvis a few inches higher than usual. Keep your body flat against hers, and rather than moving in and out, think up and down. The key here is to be pelvis to pelvis so that the base of your penis stimulates your partner's clitoris. Oh, she yeah, should, that's... She okay. should, yeah, that's a totally... That's why I, I call that the drag. Mm, Ooh, drag okay. it, baby, drag it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she should wrap her legs around you, either keeping her hips still or... There we go. And there, this one is, looks like they're showing a pillow. Sometimes having a pillow under your butt is helpful, and they mention that Interesting. here. Interesting. Uh, she should wrap her legs around you, either keep her hips still or rotate them for greater friction. If you're having trouble hitting the spot, try a pillow under her butt or make a circular motion with your hips. Grabbing the headboard and combining pulls with hip thrusts helps with your aim and lets you penetrate deeper. <laughs> to truly unlock this position's potential, make sure she, contact, she maintains contact with your pelvic bone so it's like it's almost like you're using that as the fulcrum to rock on. Uh, you keep those things together, so it's kind of like a squish. Uh, rocking motion brings you both to a powerful climax. Go on, rock her world. Nice. nice. I had a lady the opposite the opposite way. She got on top and grinded into my pelvic bone for mm-hmm. the same sort of clitoral uh-huh. stimulation while I was in her. And she grinded me so hard, I was completely bruised right <laughs> above my cock for a week. Like, I, I whatever bone was in there for her in terms of behind her clit and whatever she was, the pelvic bone. Right. Ow, it hurt so bad. It yeah. didn't hurt while we were doing it. But after, she... Black and blued you. She did. Yeah. it's uh, that, that is definitely... I've had a sensitive area oh there they are doing it so he's, he's so he just raises higher, up higher that's like pretty much push it. higher so because it, you know your cock slides in like this and then right. you push you, you so rather push than going upward. in and out you're going kind of up and down right and rubbing against the clit i see yeah mm-hmm. nice sometimes though when you start going crazy like that then now you're in a thing and and you've you've gotten to a position where it's so far forward that it just pops out and you're like oh shit get that back in there i was on the fire yeah. It's your fault. Okay, next one. Why'd you okay. change positions? I was almost there. We were talking about ghost ghost friends. Yeah. How you know, we ghost in relationships sometimes, but uh-huh. like a friend ghosts you or you feel a friend pulling away from you. And a woman who was uh around sixty years old had written to us and I really liked her letter and we had some questions for her and she's written back with some more detail. Okay. Um just listen to the November fourth, so this is yet another response as I'm go- kinda going through these today. Just listen to the November 4th secret show where you discussed my email below. I want to clarify a few things. I did not plan to be single with no kids in my 60s. Just kind of ended up that way. I didn't avoid marriage, nor am I against marriage. I've had relationships over the years, but none of them felt like the one. When I was in my mid-20s, I worked with a woman who was about 34 years old, dating a very successful investment banker. They had a tumultuous relationship, and she would share with me some of her struggles with him. When I asked her why she was still with him, she responded, Well, I'd rather be in my 40s and divorced than having never been married. Wow. Uh, my grand and that was her response. Wow. My yeah, grandmother. Dagger yeah. in the back, right? Just not to, <clears throat> you know, don't be. Well, I, I want to say that she was, she said she was in her mid 20s and this lady was in her 30s and was like, I have to get married. I'd rather at least have had a divorce. Than oh, never I see. Been married okay. At all. all right. Uh, my grandmother used to say, when are you going to get married and settle down? I always responded, Grandma, who says I'm going to settle down when I get married? 
My mom never put any pressure on me to get married. She encouraged me to live the life I wanted to live. I've never had any issue with being single. It's nothing to be ashamed of, but society has a different view. Someone who's never been married is viewed more negatively than someone who has had several failed marriages. I actually, well, I, I suppose maybe in society in general, that is the case. Um, I love living alone. I feel sorry for people who don't feel comfortable being by themselves. To me, that speaks volumes about the person. I mostly travel alone too and I've met some really great people along the way. I'm a very strong woman. I have to be strong to survive being alone. When my friends complain about their husbands, I remind them, I have to do everything myself, so shut the fuck up. I pay the mortgage, property taxes, deal with home repairs, car servicing, drive myself to the ER when I slice my finger open, laundry, grocery shopping, garbage night, etc., etc., etc. And I wouldn't change a thing. And because of having to do everything myself, my personal time is very precious to me. So I won't be guilted into attending something I don't want to attend. All of my friends know that, know and accept that of me. If I meet someone and settle down someday, great. But you won't find me in the fetal position rocking back and forth if I don't. Instead, I'll be looking, I'll be booking my next adventure and living life to its fullest. P.S. Vinny, I'm the one who sent you and Christina a little watercolor when Isla was born. It was her name at the top and the date and time of her birth on it. Sorry I didn't send one to Edie. I was on a trip when she was born. <laughs> it's okay. But we always, I'm, we're so lucky for the amount of love we get, and we appreciate everything. Uh, not just yours, but everybody's. And, and by the way, I agree with everything you wrote there. Mm -hmm. And I would say, are you done? Because I don't want to cut. I am. In. Yep, all done. Okay. I would say it's the weirdest thing, and, and I can say I do it, I know Sarah does it. I've seen her do it. Um, I And I would say that 95% of Americans, I can't speak for other you know countries, do it, which is that presumed question. And it's it's I think it comes from like either awkward silence in yes. in social situations, but you could it doesn't matter what you do. Let's say you you get married. Well, when are you going to have kids? Mm -hmm. You know, okay, it's like a progression we, thing that we, we all sort of have an expectation about. It's a fallback kind of crappy questioning that we all do. And it's I'm not pointing fingers. I do it, too. I'm sure anyone could listen to our show and would be able to say, oh, I heard you say it right here. Like, yes, absolutely. We all do it. And it's stupid. It and is, I, wish I agree. I wish we could break that chain. I'm with you because I do think that it is worse to have a bunch of divorces than to have just said, then I don't think that guy's the one. Because I think sometimes that people go into marriages like that 30-something-year-old woman did. Well, I... It's time. I got to get married. I got, I have to get married. I have to have kids. You actually don't. And we kind of get sold that bill of goods when we are little. Here's how yeah. your life is going to turn out. Yep. Well, you can be happy. I like what, uh, what Nikki's parents say to her all the time. You don't need a man to complete you. And you're actually, you're better for it when you're good by yourself because you have more to offer to someone like, I think for a lot Absolutely. of people, the relationship is their hobby. It's the thing that keeps them from being bored. And so when that gets boring, they try to spice it up by having fights and making it more... And affairs. Yeah, and affairs and just drama. And I think it's the best thing a parent can do for their kid as their kid gets older is to keep reinforcing that they're good as a person. As they're is. whole. You're whole yep. as you are. Yep. Two whole people make a relationship, not pieces of people. Right. When people say better half, 
I think that's actually the wrong way to look at it. Well, yeah, it's a term, but I don't, you're right. It's not the way to be. And, and I, I like, I like that lady and I like that letter and you're a great example for young people. And I wish that my daughters knew you because I want them to meet people they can look up to that are completely fine doing their thing. And happy and and have exciting lives and aren't sitting around curled up in a fetal position worrying about it. And you don't even have to have an exciting life. You can be content without tons of travel and tons of, you know, adventures. If, I mean, if that suits you. If that's your thing, right. But, But whatever keeps you, you know, happy, content, enjoying your time on this planet, that's the most important thing. And striving for what the Smiths have is the worst possible place you can be. I, I'm in full agreement with you. That is a, uh, I, I think that not enough is placed on that. And you're right, contentment's underrated, you know? Look around and I you do it, and see what you got and try and be content with it. I'll give you an example, just okay. to keep it, it within the, the Zoom meeting. There's no doubt that I have at times, when I think about your boys, because I don't, they haven't had the misadventures of youth that I right. did. Right. I'm like, well, I, I hate to think that they're throwing away their youth when nothing could be further from the truth. Like actually getting through school without getting arrested and without having close calls, like almost killing yourself or your friends. Right. How's that something they're missing out on? I know. Well, it's, you know... You always hope that your kids will have a magic childhood and, and uh, you know, sometimes we're sitting around or we're on a drive or something. Boys will be talking about something that they did when they were kids. And I'm like, they had a good childhood and, and we had a lot of fun as a family and we never put any particular importance on having, I would love to have grandchildren someday. I'd love to. I think that'd be great. And I know John would be just such a fucking great grandpa. Like he so mm-hmm. loves little kids and um, but that's our thing, not theirs. And there's no timeline for them. And they're both really, really focused on the things that they're into in their lives. And that's great. It is great. And it's, um, you know, I do wonder, like, are they ever going to bring anybody home for me to meet? But there's that element, right, of, uh, you know, how we learn from our mistakes and we lived a lot of mistakes. And it's like, how did, how did they learn then? I guess they're learning from ours. And we just that don't seems necessarily. Un- well, and, and I, you know. <laughs> Look, I do think that there's sometimes people are more mature than others without having fucked up their life. Mm-hmm. Right. They just have been able to make better decisions and they don't need that. They don't got to bottom out to go, okay, it turns out this doesn't work for me, right. you know, <laughs> like or whatever. You know, you kinda... They're exposed to so much more too. Like even, even about their, the people that they've known in their lives, like with social media, everybody's everything is out there in front of everyone. Like it's... I just wonder if they are watching other people make mistakes and maybe it's been a, a good influence on them. Like, I don't want to be maybe. In, I don't want to be just, in that. That's the admission I would make, though, is that I have I do have moments where I'm like, by comparison, I think they should have had more adventures or more relationships or more whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's that's that's exactly what's wrong with us is this idea that there's that, an expectation that there's a certain sequence that things happen in. Right. And you've had a certain amount of things by the time you're this age. Mm-hmm. I know. I believe me. I, I think about it, too. I ask all the time. Anything you want to tell me about your love life? Nope. OK, great. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> 
talk to you next week about it. Anyway, so that ladies, I like you, lady. Yeah, and I like too. your your energy and I like your letter and it's a good example for other people and hopefully others see it and and learn something from it. Um, okay, I have one more of a response about the grandma the mother who lets the son live in the house for only a thousand dollars a month, even though it's like a I want to say it was like a Silicon Valley property yep. that she could be getting five grand a month for. And the sister's pissed off because she could bummed. use the break. She could. They both work in Silicon Valley, and she was struggling during the pandemic and sort of asked them, and they got they had a huge overreaction to the letter. I'm listening to the show for this was November 10th. For the writer with the brother paying $1,000 a month in rent, man, there's another issue the mom needs to look into. For the IRS, there's only so much you can gift someone without having to pay taxes on it. Mm. The difference in rent between market value and what the brother is paying is considered a gift. <gasps> so I don't know how you, I don't know where this might come up. I've never seen what are you charging and what it is. The, will the market bear kind of thing? Like I, I would think this would be something that probably slips under the radar a lot, but she's making a good point. That is a gift. I mean, it came out to something like 50 grand a year. But only an audit would show that, right? Right. And I think that also depends if the house is paid off. We don't know if the house is paid off or not. What if they paid it off and the mortgage is like super cheap and they only have to pay taxes every year for the property taxes, right? So Yeah, we really don't know the status of the mm -hmm. house, right? Um, my best friend owned the house that her grandmother lived in. Everything was fine uh, till the house value went up. She had to increase the rent she was charging her grandmother and could no longer gift her the whole amount. Which is odd, and I don't know how somebody finds that out. Um, or who would, right, without an audit, how would anyone even be privy to what you're charging hmm. someone for rent or what have you? Or yeah, even that know won't, that you were I renting from a... I don't see that coming out unless there's an audit or there someone turns them in. Right. Like the sister. So anyway, this person is saying something to think about. These extra gifts can come back and hurt mom in the future. Thanks for reading the email. Hope you get laid. Interesting. And then this one is about the C and R story. So this is the mother who has a gay son who after. This oh, said, okay. Last Friday. Uh, all right. Yes. right. Okay. So after a certain amount of time, this son who's at college, uh, this online boyfriend of his moves out with him. And for four something years, I believe, did not work, did not go to school. They did not like this kid, but they didn't really want to say anything about it. And just recently, the young man has come to them crying, saying, listen, I'm in a domestic violence situation. I'm in, a, I'm in an abusive relationship. This guy is, he verbally tortures me and whatever else. And, and he's crying for, he's finally asking for help. Radio friends, I'm doing my weekly Friday night cleanup and dish duty after putting the toddler and baby to bed. Part of my ritual is catching up on the week's secret show, while I did diligently prepare the house for the chaos that is the weekend when everyone in the family's home pulling everything out from every basket and toy bin and cabinet. Why in the F do we have so much shit? Generally, I do not have a strong enough reaction to write about the secret show topics and feel like all the angles of the issue people write in about are tackled comprehensively by you guys. Well, thank you. But the C and R story, C and R, the initials of the son is C and R was the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. right. And I feel compelled to just share my thoughts. I agree with Sarah and, Br and Bryn strongly. This is a domestic violence situation. Emotional and verbal abuse follows, falls under the DV umbrella and often verbal and emotional abuse 
escalates. If the situation involved a heterosexual couple where the female was being manipulated by a male partner, I think it might have been easier to see the scenario as domestic violence. But there is still so much that's really challenging and stigmatizing about a same-sex relationship, especially both male, as it relates to the issues of domestic violence and abuse. The parents should absolutely help to change the locks, throw the stuff out at the curb, file for a restraining order as a paper trail. Usually a temporary is easy and immediate for a short period of time to help de-escalate a domestic violence situation. Bring their son home for a bit while things cool off. And if they can, yeah, I would throw money at the freeloader to get him out of the picture. Vinny's idea to help encourage their son to get a therapeutic plan in place is essential as well. No matter how this turns out, even in the best case scenario, there's a lot of healing to be done. This is not a helicopter or even better term, snowplow parenting. I thought snowplow was what uh, Scott Kapura was. Did. I don't <laughs> yeah. understand that one. Our mind's in the gutter. All this those is... guys in the bathhouse, he right. was the snowplow, right? <laughs> this is saving your child from a dangerous situation that they have absolutely no control over. Yes, their son did make the decision to start dating this person and maybe continued against his better judgment, but the darkness of domestic abuse can be impossible to crawl out of and is in no part the victim's fault. Mom and dad, follow your gut and shine that escape line for him. Pull him out of this hellhole. O-F-O-C-K. So there's another response. It's a good one. I, I actually, I, I agree with you guys almost entirely. I do think he has a lot to blame, though. I think this young man had a kept boyfriend for five years. Like, that that he contributed to this. The, the, the what do they call that? Uh, dependence, codependence right. on each other. This was unhealthy from setup, you know? And so that doesn't mean he shouldn't get the restraining order and that doesn't mean his parents shouldn't help him. I do have a tendency to feel like, you know, sometimes you've got to take more responsibility for your actions and things. Well, you should certainly look at it as a mistake that you made in your life and that you something that you hopefully would learn from. It doesn't mean I think he should be stabbed when he's going to his car after a day at work. I don't think that. And I and that guy may be capable of this. That that isn't a concern for sure. Yep. But to completely erase his responsibility from it isn't okay either. And I'm not right. saying anyone said that. I just want as a parent, you'd want your kid to see his part in this and not be like and hopefully take something from it. Right. Yeah. Let's be a little more careful. And with be our, a little bit more choose, right, and don't just let someone random off the internet move into your house with you. Let's create a partner situation and not a kept guy situation, <laughs> right? Let's have everyone bring things to the table, put I mean, it all out there, and let's see. That's what I would. The first thing I would talk to any kid about is partnership is equal, right? There are times when one has more than the other, but we are all contributing to the greater good of our team here. And there isn't right. anyone that gets to go, more bonbons, please. At well, least you, not you every single that, day, right? all day, all the time, nonstop. That's just your thing. <laughs> Everybody's got their thing. I like the couch and the bonbons. But I will go to work tomorrow. Don't worry. I, I agree with this person, though. And I thought about it. And I do realize I, don't, I haven't had these kind of... And I, it, someone wrote in about the Marilyn Manson comments I made. You, you've obviously never been in a... Uh, an abusive relation. No, I can't say I have. Right. I've had bad scenarios or situations, but never that. You're right. Um, all right. Well, we. 
I we do not have time for a bad advice, but first thing tomorrow we'll get to like a, a total bad advice. I'll try and do two of them tomorrow. If we, okay, if we can get through them. Uh, thank you for listening today. Um, it's always I actually enjoy sort of revisiting and seeing because sometimes we stew on these things after the show and and our opinions change or our snap judgment doesn't hold up the way we thought it might. Um, well, some of these stories too, they just deserve another look. They're too big. I know. They're crazy. So uh, thank you for everybody who wrote in. Uh, send your stuff along. Bryn, B-R-Y-N, at RadioAlice.com. Vincent, the magic words? The end.